This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I was being breastfed by a man. <laughs> Speaking of monies, I was receiving. <laughs> what? I you were actually getting know. nourishment from it? I was growing. I was getting nourished by a man with like a really great boobs. Wow. This one just kind of came out of nowhere and I was like, whoa, but I liked it. Hey, welcome back. We are not for everyone. I'm Jess. I'm Caroline. And we're a podcast, and we're coming back to you another week, another day, another dollar. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm immediately upset about my hair. Can I start talking about hair yet? Like, have we yeah. have we done the intro? Let's, we could either talk about hair or tans or waxing. I think those are the three. Yeah, entry. Points. Those are the only. Those are the only <laughs> subjects I think I studied in school. Except I miss. I missed. I missed a lot of the classes on hair. Um, I. Everyone has to go to YouTube to witness what's happening. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's so bad. You're a fucking liar. And um, I went. I went and I did what you're supposed to do, which is to pay a professional to cut your hair. But I still miss some of the steps, which is like vetting the person who cuts your hair. I can't even look at myself in this camera right now. I went to the same salon I always go to, and I always let different people cut my hair, and it's that's always been fine. But obviously, it's a little bit of Russian roulette. This woman, very super sweet woman, I paid her true american dollars and she um gave me a haircut i certainly could have done myself okay this is what's happening it's you're gonna go and look at this on youtube and you're gonna be like this is generally the same haircut that caroline always gets because kind of <laughs> because usually because usually i cut my own hair that's what my friend <laughs> saw my friend ashley said and she was like oh i was gonna say i thought you cut it and you did a good job i was like ashley that's not a compliment right right you're like i paid good money for this yeah i paid real it's really the i think the way i would describe it is like i i assert that it does look cute but i also agree that it is not you because i think it's more of like a hip hipster like choppy bangs and choppy layers as opposed to your your bangs and hair look is way more like preppy american girl doll samantha like out in the Victorian times. Oh my god, thank you for saying that. Someone else also compared me to Samantha the American Girl doll. Yeah. But a vulgar version, which I, I really liked that. Compliment, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's the difference. It's like at base level, it's kind of the same thing, but it's not the same thing at all. I look so ugly right now. You know what <laughs> it is? Because two, two episodes ago, um, we made an entire episode about how I was feeling hot on my high horse. Right. And the Lord Jesus Christ... Has a dream to knock me down again. No, now I look like I host like an alternative um, 
like 80s themed karaoke night in uh, at a bar in Brooklyn. That's that sounds really like. fun, though. I would go. Sure, totally, totally, I would go. <laughs> totally, I would go. I'm not gonna host it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, how's your hair? Your hair. My looks hair's good. greasy as fuck. It's super like greasy. It. I'm trying. I've washed it twice this week. Usually, I would have washed it like four times by now, but I'm trying to do the thing that I go in phases with of like, oh, I should wash my hair less because somebody put it on the internet one time. That it's Why better? do we sometimes do that? Like sometimes I start doing that, and then I like I I don't stop to ask myself why I'm doing it. I'm like, like just when I actually love washing my hair. That's my meditation time in the shower. When I stop washing my hair, I have shorter time in the shower than I just sit there for a while. And I'm like, I don't have any activities to do. Right, now. it's such a quick shower. And, and then it's like I wa- have to wash my hair less, but also like my hair texture is for sure worse, and it looks for sure worse it's it's not oily but it's for sure not pretty and then i'm like working i got this whole system going just to ensure i have ugly hair every day is how it works for me right and then i put in dry shampoo and it just like ever so slightly over the course of the week makes my hair more and more like gray seeming i was gonna say crispy (laughs) crispy and gray crispy and gray (laughs) just like very slowly because i'm rubbing it in you know but like there's just this layer that this film that builds yeah, I think a film, th- a light film on my it's hair. It's a light the film. Thing. I think I decided this week that it was actually going to be helpful for me to wash my hair less because I would style it, wash it one day, style it, blow dry it, and style it that same evening after showering, and then hopefully like extend the use of my styling instead of having to style my hair after every yeah. shampoo. Okay. You know what I mean? So that was the idea, but like. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's just like now it's greasy, so it might be styled. It might have some curl to it, but it has does, a film it on does. it and it's greasy and. But it has it's a film. It's kind seems of like itchy. A crazy, it's just like a crazy trade off. <laughs> like having to like pat I, it. I, I, I came to film. I remember one time we were talking about gray hair. I remember one time sitting in the senior lounge in high school. And this was a period where I was really, it wasn't cool to have thick, dark eyebrows yet. The thick, yeah. dark eyebrows, the dark, mis- the dark double mustaches that I was born with over each eye. Um, that, w- that was not cool when we were in high school. And I was in the habit of trying to lighten them. I don't even know what I lightened them with. Just like makeup. I wasn't dyeing them. I was lightening oh, them. Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't something you should do. Wouldn't recommend. And I don't remember that, but wouldn't recommend. I don't. I don't think I ever like looked at it in the mirror I don't, or like in the daylight or something. I must have been doing it in like a dark hallway or something. And um, I remember sitting in the senior lounge and Tanya was like, Caroline, why are your eyebrows gray? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember she just like said it. I love Tanya. I do too. And I remember, and the, and the worst part is I remember Sheila saying, I can't ex- remember exactly what our friend Sheila said, one of my best friends. I remember sweet fucking <laughs> dove Sheila being like, Tanya, you shouldn't say rude things. Which to <laughs> me was just like confirming everybody knew my eyebrows were gray and it looked weird. And like everyone was agreeing not to talk about it. Right. Sheila's like, that is, it might be true, but it's still rude. <laughs> we keep that to ourselves when someone's vulnerable. <laughs> that was tough. I was like, first of all, this is the first I'm hearing that they're gray. Oh, I want to understand what you were putting in them. You Were you putting dry shampoo? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah, they felt were crispy. Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me mess with my eyebrows when I was in middle school and high school either. I mean, it took me forever to get allowed to like shave my legs. But then people were tweezing and waxing off their eyebrows. And she was like, you need to protect those at all costs. Like she, obviously my family's Lebanese, like hairy culture, hairy people gifted with eyebrows but my mom over the years like tweezed hers and did all the things because trends and whatever yeah and she really regretted doing that for herself so she was like you will not be touching them they think you're not going to learn your way and fumble what your way through the mistakes that they can i feel like that's the ultimate parent pitfalls they're like oh, i'll just tell you where you need to end up it's like nope i gotta fumble my way there you're right oh, but i gotta fumble. i mean you just you just unlocked something that i can't i don't think i'm in an emotional state to talk about today but that is like <laughs> entirely my relationship with my mom is like let oh. me tell you all the things to do because I know right and you can avoid the stumbling and it's like no kind of the stumbling is like probably the point probably the fun you just end up doing different stumbling you just like turn them on to it's like the stumbling has to happen it's just like in what flavor do you want to stumble right it's like mom you've never tried to start a podcast so I don't think that you can tell me about this stumbling (laughs) I don't think you get it I don't don't think think you get get a lot of what I'm doing what age did you start tweezing then your eyebrows um I think I let my mom, I think my mom insisted on tweezing them if I was going to do anything to them in high school. And she would just tweeze the middle and like very, very gently around them in high school, probably like 15. Um, Yeah. And then I think once I got to like senior year and college, I started to get them waxed. And now I don't do anything to them. I think after COVID, when like I couldn't go to my beauty appointments anymore and whatever I just let them grow out and I was like oh shit these are way better and now I just like fix them myself occasionally but I don't really do anything yeah how about you we did we we really did have similar moms in a lot of ways um my mom also forbade me from shaving or waxing. I was like, so you want me to be a fucking pariah? Like, I can't go out like this. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone already got everyone already got their periods before me. I, like, wanted to get my periods so badly. I was, I was a year younger than a lot of people. And also just, like, firmly rooted in childhood. And I just <laughs> wanted to be included. Like, please let me shave one leg. Just one leg, please. And... <laughs> I remember going and asking her at some point, and of course I'd already started doing it. It was just like feigning the mechanics of asking her permission. Right. And she was like, no, Caroline, if you start now, you'll have to do it the rest of your life. And I remember even Elizabeth, my sister, yelling at me and being like, you'll have to do it the rest of your life. And I was like, well, joke's on you, idiots. I already started. So, (laughs) you know. And and then with the eyebrows, they were like, yes, we can tell you've started. It looks really bad. It looks really <laughs> bad. It looked so bad. There were major, major chunks missing from my eyebrows. Oh, and no. I remember going, I remember I was in middle school. I must have been like maybe 12. And I remember going into back to school, like at the end of that weekend. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody asked me, they were like, what happened to your eyebrows? <laughs> And the only thing I could think of on the spot, I wasn't like prepared with an alibi. I, the only thing I could think of was um, uh, in Germany, like we lived in Germany when I was younger, all the houses were made of stucco. And I was like, you know how like most walls have like all those bumps on them, you know, like those stucco walls. Like I just ran, I was just like, I just like ran into one of the walls. I ran into a stucco wall and it took, it took the stucco wall, took a bunch of my eyebrows out. 
And I think the kids were just like, I don't know what that kind of wall is. And we parted ways. We're not in Germany. Like, but, but still, but still, what do you mean? You just brushed your head parallel to the wall? Like, it wasn't a great story. Um, Did you find yourself having to, like, make things up like that a lot? Because my... I don't know. In, I wonder what I would have done at that age in a similar situation. Would my inclination to be be to say to make up some alibi or would my inclination be to just say like, yeah, I messed them up when I tried to tweeze them or something different? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm not good at that type of on the spot creativity for a lie. I'm such a bad liar. And yeah. so like it just I mean, I didn't even... do a good job. <laughs> I think I've definitely learned, I, it took me a little while, but I definitely learned that like, especially with something embarrassing, I feel like this is what I've built my whole livelihood off of now, yeah. is that like I lead with the most embarrassing thing, because if you if you lead with the embarrassing thing, who's going to attack you? Like, you're already pathetic. Like, no one's, everyone's just going to be like, oh, okay, listen, she doesn't, we don't have to push her down anymore. She's down. Totally. Um, but it's as soon as you're trying to cover it up that it's like, that's weird that you're you are eyebrows are crazy and you're lying right um, but I didn't yeah. I didn't have that understanding at that age I was just ashamed I was just ashamed yeah lots of shame I the shame is real um I was thinking about that a little like related thought before we started recording I was looking at some of my notes from the past couple weeks and <laughs> it's it's been pretty dry there's not a lot of uh comedy genius happening over here over the last couple weeks I feel like I've just been like trying to keep my head above water with a lot of things that I have been working on. Um, but I saw a couple bullets in my notes about things that have happened recently in my relationship that are like so mundane and some even stupid, but they've like felt connective. And I was like, do I, are these interesting or are they just you, like... Yes, you you had me at stupid. I want to hear. Right. It's kind of like the ice cube thing. I feel like that's one of them too. Like um, a lot of times people just try to like portray their relationship as this like romantic like thing. And I'm like, no, let me tell you two stories yeah. from the past <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> please. Please. So, please. If this isn't stupid, I'm going to be pissed. No, one of them is really stupid. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll tell that one first. So I've been really busy, really chaotic. My boyfriend has also been really busy, less chaotic. He's like much better at keeping it even keeled. And I'm the one that's like up and down, up and down. And um, I, for some reason, last weekend decided to clean out my bathroom, go through all my storage in my bathroom, my jewelry, my toiletries, everything, like get rid of the old stuff, reorganize, whatever. I think I was procrastinating something else I was supposed to do. So it sounds like, smells like procrastinating. Yeah. It sounds like you had something important to do at work and you weren't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, this will be exactly the right thing. So, and I went really, really fast. I was like, probably hopped up on caffeine, went really fast and did all of this. I felt really happy with the end product. Um, he came over afterwards. I like showed off my new bathroom storage. I was like, look, like I did this today. And he was like, why? Didn't you have to write that thing? <laughs> and I was like, no, shut up. And we shut moved up, on. <laughs> so then we're just like sitting, having a beer before I think going out to meet friends or something. And I was talking more about my bathroom organization because it was the only thing I did that day. And I all of a sudden was like, oh, no. I think I threw out all of my nice jewelry. 
And he was like, what? Like, wouldn't the point be to just like organize it and kind of make sure that the nicest stuff is like well organized in a very specific place? Yeah. And I was like, I threw out a lot of those little bags that the jewelry comes in. Like specifically, I remembered seeing one was that was the turquoise Tiffany bag. And I remember putting it in the trash. And I thought that it was empty when I put it in the trash. But as I was recounting this to him, I was like, oh, shoot, what if all of my nice jewelry was actually in that? And we decided, or I don't know, there was no other decision other than to run down to the dumpster of my apartment building and dig through the dumpster together to find this trash that I had thrown out that presumably had all my nice jewelry in it. We did this. We didn't find it. We came back upstairs. I was like, oh, actually, I hadn't taken that trash bag out yet. I think it's just in the kitchen trash can. We go in there. We find these turquoise Tiffany bags. I open them. They're empty. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right. It's stupid. It's stupid. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I guess. Okay. I guess all of this was for naught. I still don't know where my really nice jewelry is, though. And then I had a breakthrough and realized it was in this other box in this other location. And it was safe and sound the whole time. That is an example of something that made me feel very supported by and connected to my boyfriend during this time <laughs> when I am absolute chaos and I'm just yeah. stupid and just not keeping track of anything and procrastinating. We literally dumpster dove together. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason. For no good for reason. For no like reason. It wasn't, it wasn't even there. And I tried to make a joke of it pretty soon after. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Was it the right time? He said it was too soon for him. (laughs) (laughs) What was the joke? Give it to me. No, I think I was just like, oh, remember when we dumpster dove for nothing like five minutes ago? And he was like, I think tomorrow will be like better for that. Funnier. (laughs) funnier. Let me help you out with the timing of this joke. Nothing was going my way. Have you ever done some shit like that? (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely done some dirty ass shit or like just like. Oh, I'm I'm not really there yet. And that's what I'm thinking listening to this story. Like, mm. very new relationship. No. Wouldn't like, first of all, I was like born in a dumpster. There's <laughs> it's not that I'm it's not that I'm not often in dumpsters. It's that <laughs> I'm not ready to let someone else see me in a dumpster yet. Mm-hmm. So it really is a milestone and it's so funny. There's just so many stages of getting to know someone. Sometimes I'm like, I know you so well. You know me so well. What more could there be to know? And then I remember like, we probably have to, we're probably going to end up in a dumpster eventually. Yeah. yeah. And we're not there yet. There is I'm more to I'm here know. to promise you that you're going to end up in a dumpster. The other thing that I found Please. myself doing in the last couple of weeks with him, again, both of us really burnt out, really busy and like looking for those connection points, but it's just harder at this juncture in time so by connection points you mean empty tiffany bags yeah (laughs) i know how we can bond (laughs) it was a whole ruse by me to just like have a fun story with him um no he well i've talked about how he is way more introverted than me and like needs a lot more recharging alone time than i do i still need that but less and i can also do that with him there i can't do it with just anybody there but like (laughs) If it's him or if it's like my best friend Kai, like a handful of people, yeah, yeah, I can just sit on the couch and have my recharging alone time and they can be in the same room and I'm still recharging. He doesn't feel that way. He's like, I have to be totally separate from you <laughs> to get that. I relate. Occasionally. I relate. Yeah. 
And I get and I get it, whatever. But we sometimes run into these junctures where it's like your need is to be completely alone and my need is to be alone with you. And how can we like navigate this in a way where we both get what we need? So we've a one way mirror, a one way mirror. That's what you need. I think it's a one way mirror. That's brilliant. You can see him, but he can only see himself. I don't think he wants to stare at himself in a mirror either if I know him well. But like, okay, we're getting somewhere. We're making progress. Tell Um, him I said that. Next question. Next next relationship problem. Yeah, I will let let him know. But we ended up. Does he wait? Wait, does he listen to the podcast? Not every episode, but he listens sometimes. Okay. He's not a podcast guy. He doesn't even have Spotify. He's like, whatever. He's super old school. He thinks he's better than us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he loves the podcast, but yeah, he doesn't listen every single time. But I tell him when okay. it has to do with him, so I will report. Um, yeah, so we ended up, he got out his computer and started playing a video game, and I just watched and so we were like quiet. <laughs> that's the most, that's the kinkiest thing I've ever heard. It did make me a little horny. I think we, yeah, I think we did some you stuff like afterwards. Masturbating, <laughs> masturbating yeah. in the corner while he plays Call of Duty. He's like doing to the controller what I want him to do to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah and use those fingers. And he's like, Jess, can you stop breathing that way, actually? Like, I can see you in the reflection. Can you step to the side of the screen? Yeah, he was playing this game, not Call of Duty, not any sort of aggressive game. He was playing this Nazi game called zombies. Nazi Dave... zombies. Whoa, is that not, a thing? Not Nazi zombies is a very sexually charged. Is it? No, it's like it's just like another zombie game. It, it seems like it could be sexually charged for somebody, for some sort of group that I don't want to be a part of. But um, yeah, he was playing a game called Dave the Diver. It's like really cutesy and basic and has really calming music in the background. And I was just laying in bed watching him play he was playing we would like talk occasionally but also not I felt connected and like oh I'm hanging out with him while he gets to have his alone time and like just zone out for a little bit and unwind from work and stuff and it was really nice so these are the ways that that. relationships after a while are not actually that romantic at all but like they still kind of are if you look for it in the dumpster or in the video game (laughs) I really like that, especially, yeah, kind of cracking the code of um, of that particular dynamic. Um, I don't know that I've experienced that. I don't think I've, like, had that problem to solve yet in a new relationship, but I have that with certain friends where I'm, like, things are only good if I see them in a certain mood or a certain context, and then you, and then you find out, like, where the relationship works mm. in that mood, and you're, like, it's really good when we get our nails done together, or, like, this works... I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I love it's like you've got the cracking code the code. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're still figuring figuring out that balance because I really have never met anyone quite like him, which is a lot of the reason that I like love him and am drawn to him and like want to mm-hmm. keep understanding him because he is so good at setting his boundaries and sticking to them, like so good at communicating when he needs alone time, so good at like still making me know that that has nothing to do with me but like prioritizing himself when he needs to I don't know it's like stuff that I'm really bad at or I have been really bad at in relationships in the past and he just does it so naturally and I don't think I have dated someone or even have a friend who's like that good at representing themselves um as he is 
But yeah, it also means I have to be like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess, yeah. What do you need to do? Play a video game? Okay. Uh, can I just watch? Can I just watch? Okay, cool. It works for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would like to remind us of Jess's honest dating profile, being torn between being a mom <laughs> and being a puppy. And that's yeah. fucking puppy mode if I've ever seen it. That's oh, I'm mode. such a puppy with him. Can I watch? Yeah. Can I watch? Can I watch? <laughs> I've been the mommy in way too many relationships and I am so happy to say I am not. That version of myself doesn't typically show up in this relationship. It is all... Yeah puppy which you know isn't that balanced either a, a little healthy mix of both would probably be <laughs> probably be ideal I don't know speaking of mommies I had like a new iteration of a sexual fantasy that which I think this is I think that's basically what this podcast is is me <laughs> con- making like confessing to stuff and I had one where like I don't know are you ever fantasizing um and like an image pops up that you were like surprised by and you're like, I don't feel like I conjured that one, but it's working for me. Yeah, like, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had two actually. I had two weirdly that they just like come to me if I get really lost. And then I'm like, wow, who, who set that one up? And this one, all of a sudden I was being breastfed by a man. <laughs> Speaking of monies, I was receiving... What? Like, you were actually getting know. nourishment from it? I was, getting, <laughs> I was growing. I was getting nourished by a man with like really great boobs. Wow. And I was getting fed. Like, um, I definitely I definitely have thought before about me breastfeeding somebody, but this one just kind of came out of nowhere and I was like, whoa, but I liked it. I don't know. Just like I kind of want to smush my face against a really round soft boob and milk it yeah totally from totally. a dude i don't i don't want it on a woman and it wasn't weird that like there there was no logic gap i felt like i needed to close it's just like this is just a hot guy who's breastfeeding me <laughs> yeah fuck yeah There's... gender is fluid like that sounds sick honestly yeah I mean, boobs definitely, like, I get it. Do you know what I mean? I love boobs. I'm always staring at people's boobs. <laughs> yeah, I love boobs. I stare, I love I'm boobs. constantly looking at and touching my own boobs. I'm like, these are here. I'm with yeah. them all day. Some people wish they could be with them all day. I am with totally. them all day. You know what I mean? Wow, that's yeah. nice. It's gratitude. Yeah, <laughs> that's really nice. Speaking of fantasies, I oh, think that you yeah. wanted to tell everybody about something you important. dreamt up. Between the two of us. Okay. Well, the second fantasy I was going to say that came to me, this wasn't a dream. This was, I was conscious. This has happened a couple times recently where I'm fantasizing and I kind of get into like a, it almost feels like I'm tripping. I get into a drug state where all of a sudden, you know, I'm hanging out with Justin and all of a sudden I feel like um, the bed is like a hundred feet long and he's like all the way, he's all the way at the end of the bed and it's, he's really, really. Small and far away. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like I can't. Are I you can't. high when this is happening, or this is just no, all your I'm mind? Always sober. Always sober. I will just get so deep into a fantasy that I lose track of like the of physics. That's I amazing. lose. I lose a grasp on physics, and like and like some part of me recognizes that i don't think he's been shrunk down or that my body is 100 feet long but but it really feels like that so is that okay happened to you? your body gets 100 feet long or the bed or both um the bed is really long and my body takes up the whole thing 
Okay, length, not width. And then... (laughs) But then you say he's really far and small. Maybe he's not small. Maybe it's just a perspective thing. Maybe he's just really far away. Does he... Is he at the bottom of the bed? He's at the bottom of the bed. Where is he? Okay. (laughs) He's so small, we lost him. I I can't fully like I don't know but it's like in the middle of things and I can't I can't I can't break out of it I can't break out of it so I'm just like I'm just like okay okay he's really far away right now he's really small he's really small right now it's fun to throw him a rope fine get him back over here don't don't overthink it I'm too I'm too far down the line too far down at the end of the bed to be a thing that it's like you know it's like things are close so it's just like he's just gonna be really small for a moment okay okay I see we'll get back to it later yeah okay I'm going to have to ask him if I can keep that in. I don't know if I can keep that in. Well, I don't think it's, I think it's very much your thought. Like, does he, is he also experiencing this, like, death (laughs) perception, like, maze while you're experiencing it? It is just a death perception, is your Oh, no, I guess I've never, I mean, I guess I have not climaxed and asked him, did you also feel, (laughs) did you feel really small? Did you also feel really small a couple seconds ago? I've never asked him. I'm sweating. I gotta take off my sweater. There's. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that I will be fighting you to keep this in the podcast. This is fucking hilarious. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Like instead of being turning to someone, being like, "Was that good for you?" You just be like, "Were you also I'm gonna have to send this one to you. Okay, but more importantly, the sexual fantasy that you were thinking about. I woke up the other day. I woke up the other day. I've been having a lot of active dreams. I woke up the other day, and the first thing I was aware of was that I had just broken off a romantic engagement with Jess, my podcast partner. You, it's you. It's me. Um, this it's was a me. I had. It's a me. <laughs> I, I had a dream that you and I were engaged to be wed, and um, but we, but all of a sudden, I realized that we'd never had sex. We hadn't. We hadn't hooked up, and there really was no sexual component to it. Right. And I was like, I, I was like, I really don't think I can. I really don't think I can have sex with Jess or a woman. I don't think I can. I don't think it's for me. Right. And I, and I was thanks kind for of thinking about, about it. it. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I was like, I guess I should tell Jess that I don't, I don't think I can have sex with women. But I was pretty stressed about it, and I was like, I'll just tell her after we get married. <laughs> and <laughs> but in the meantime, you had scheduled the wedding to be like this Sunday, like, and it was like a couple days. That's very me. <laughs> just like yeah. can we. Can we get it done? Which is which is everything about Jess and the podcast. Like, if it was up to me, they're I don't even know what we'd be doing. We'd be on like episode four. Like, <laughs> Jess is the scheduler. Jess is my boss, and um, and so we had like a couple days coming up, and I was stressed about that too because I was particularly worried that my grandma would not be able to make it because it was such short notice, and also because she was dead. And I was like, "This is a lot of problems before the wedding." <laughs> Um, and so I did eventually tell you that I was like, Jess, I don't think we're ever going to hook up. And we, you like, you're like, huh, that's an interesting point. And you kind of like, just like sat and molded over for a little bit, like tilted your head a few times. And then you're like, I don't think we should get married. And we didn't. And it wasn't a fight. It was very amicable. And then I woke up 
Yeah, we just had to get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, huh, that's right. We don't have sex, I guess. Right. It's more like of an right. emotional sex, which I could totally see myself, like, just deciding for the sake of getting small for you. I could totally see myself getting small for you if you needed me to. <laughs> but I could totally see myself, like, forgoing the sexual component of a relationship to just, like, marry a friend. Like, my best what? friend Kai and I talk about that all the time. We're oh. like, what And if- then you wouldn't you wouldn't need sex at all? No, no, I would just get it elsewhere. Like, who oh, says okay. that that's the way it has to work? Like, well, Kai then, and I could then be that- married. You and I could be okay. married. <laughs> we could maintain our boyfriends as long as they're okay with it, which, like, they're small anyway, so. <laughs> well, they're small anyway. We could fucking move them around however we want. Yeah. Wait, what is the benefit to getting married then? You just want the tax break? Yeah, maybe it's that. I mean, it's like it's a like love a that you can grow old with. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, it's not that I don't think I can have that with a man or with my boyfriend or anything like that, but it's more like I know for certain that yeah. I can have it with Kai. You know, I, I'm still figuring out who and if and whatever and when that's going to be in the, in Kai the, like, in the, yeah, in the standard. That's a proposal heterosexual relationships that end up in marriage format yeah but i already know that i have that with her we've been in each other's lives for like 14 years so why not doesn't mean that my relationships on the side have to be only sexual like i i would still like to um love and show affection and receive affection and like have a mental connection and whatever with my boyfriend but like that's generous Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. a thought exercise. I just think it's no, all. No, I, I like it. I go through all these moments of like, oh, it's all fake and like marriage is fake and, you know, totally. money is fake and like it's all man-made and it's all fake. And like, I, I'm glad that we as a society are starting to question some of those things or starting to normalize like other approaches and other ways of doing it and other types of relationships and all that. I still like I don't know I'm straight and I want to marry a man but sometimes I'm like but it's fake like why and I get in this like trap in my head it can be fake and still also like it yeah exactly yeah I it's like some parts of it are fake and also like I love marriage I'm I'm yeah I want it yeah yeah I want it I I, I like it yeah anyway can I tell you about a scam yeah Marriage? No. Go on. No. I'm oh, oh, no, no, no. no it was no, no. too it's, easy. I had to. I don't feel that way. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not it's not marriage, but it's close. Okay. Have you heard of Dunkin' Donuts? I give them my money almost every day. Yeah. Okay. Um and you know of their product called cold cream? I fucking love it. Yeah, I put it on top of my cold coffee. Cold cream. Yeah. So good. Okay. Are you going to What are you going to say Do about you, it? Do you do you know what Dunkin' Donuts cold cream is? Is it like cold cream that you put on your face, but they just froth it and put it in the coffee? <laughs> I almost wish. Like, actually, like, do you know? Like, do you, so you don't know. You don't, I don't do you know. know is? is it like, no, I'm scared. It's fucking just regular ass whipped cream out of a can. It's just whipped cream out of a can. It's not like a different, like, I thought it was like a different earthen material like a I thought it was like a different natural I thought it was like earth wind fire and like cold cream was like a different thing no I fucking want
him. I fucking watched him make my iced coffee with and add cold cream, picked up a bottle of whipped cream and just sprayed it. And then it's kind of melty because it goes on top of your drink. It's kind of melty and then it, it doesn't look quite like whipped cream. It is whipped regular fucking cream out of a can with the benefit of branding. Very successful rebranding. Wow. It's not, an, it's not a different earthen material. Earthen. <laughs> Say earthen again. <laughs> crazy is that crazy i was like how did they fucking s- they suckered me so bad mostly while you said that i got really distracted by the fact that when you like mime spraying um whipped cream out of a whipped cream can all it really is is you just like pushing your index finger down which is like a really <laughs> weird thing to think about like both of us kept going like whipped cream and like wiggling our index finger <laughs> So that's so oh. I was just there, but um. Anyway, <laughs> it's yeah okay. It's not different at all. Your shirt's sure not different at all. I mean, maybe okay. Here's the something only can come out of one of those contraptions, but not exactly be whipped cream. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. Stop it with these fucking semantics. It's a <laughs> it was a bottle of whipped cream with a whipped cream nozzle. It came out lip, whipped cream. And then they called it cold cream. And I was like, where did the cold cream come because from? Because they that put it in the cream fridge. Out of a can. I think you have to put whipped cream in the fridge either way. So that's not even novel. What are they doing? It's whipped cream. It's whipped Is cream it made of, of oats? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are you getting that? Are you getting like that? oat milk. Like, Hold on. Should I Google it? No, no way. No, what I don't want to. Is cold cream? Is that what they do Duncan. at Starbucks too? They have a version of what this. What is Cold, it's cold, cold foam. Am I stupid? Cold I think foam. It's cold, cold foam. It's not called cold cream. Cold, cold cream okay, is wait. the stuff on that you put on, that your grandma puts on her face. It's like a type of I'm moisturizer. So, That's why I'm I said so that dumb. at the beginning. Okay, redo, redo this entire bit, but Abby dubbing me saying foam. Here's a, here's a take of me saying foam alone that you can dub over foam. Okay, wait, do a pause. I'm going to try and say it regular style. Foam. Yeah, we're leaving again. We're leaving all of this in as is. This is this just what's happening. People okay. knew what you were talking about. People knew what you were talking about. Okay, what is what is okay? I landed on a Dunkin' Donuts page. I don't trust them to tell me. Okay, here's a Reddit page. Is it is the sweet cold foam just whipped cream? Um, and then the top answer says, "Bestie, I'm afraid to tell you this." Okay, um. I see on Instagram it is just wetty whip, wait, ready whip, sweet foam from a can. I wow. literally just found out hours ago. I always thought it was something they made themselves, but I guess not. Yeah. Which it's also means that it has a lot of sugar cream. in it. Yeah. Which I feel like I thought I was getting something. It's like, oh, it's not milk. It's foam. So this it's is lighter. From somebody... Yeah, I think it actually is. Somebody on Reddit, so you know it's official, um, posted, okay, so I work at Dunkin' and it is slightly different. It is more airy and slightly less sweet, which I would read as less good, than whipped cream. It is also more sensitive to handle because it gets flat really easy. So I read that as not good whipped cream. Basically, healthier, less sweet whipped cream. Yeah, that's that's called bad whipped cream. That's called cheap whipped cream. Like Cool Whip. Is that what it is? It's like Cool Whip. No, it's not. It's not Cool Whip. It's literally whipped cream. They just have like a little less sugar in it. Um, I'm still going to get it. Is that okay? 
Um, no. <laughs> I can't stop you. <laughs> like, can I feel, is that going to change your order? Um, no. It's going right. to change my, it's going to change my fucking attitude. It's going to change your, yeah. It's going to change, change the way attitude. you walk into a Dunkin' next time. <laughs> it's going to change my gait, my gait forever. It's going to change how I carry myself. I know what you all are up to. <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed. Everything's a lie. I think that's, so far, that's what this episode is. Everything's I a lie. I actually hate, everything is a lie. I actually hate when um certain stores have like branded like a branded sandwich name or a really cute sandwich name and they're like the ooey gooey sticker sticky fingers grilled cheese and it's like don't make me fucking say that right how dare you make me say that i feel like a cuck over here like don't make me say that i feel like it's just like the whole humiliation scam and um i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say cold foam anymore i'm gonna say give me the fucking can i have a not a personality oh yeah you do if you are constantly reminding everyone that you played a sport in high school. That's great. We can't be friends anymore. Like this is this is one, not a personality, and two, a public announcement to people yeah. in my life. Like I can't <laughs> you you're gone, you're out. I can't. I'm You bored. had me you had you sold me at if you're constantly reminding people, don't fucking right. ever, if there's something I don't know, like, tell me once. Don't make it, don't ever remind me. I don't even think I need to know that about you unless you're, like, currently still yeah. an athlete and it all started in high school and it's, like, pivotal to your story. Please, of course, if you just played a sport, like, look at me. I did, too. I'm never telling anyone about it. Who's doing it to you? Uh, it's just, uh, there's not a specific person in my mind. However, it's a type of person that I know like 10 of. Like, Ooh. it just comes up. It's kind of the same as people talking about. And okay, whatever. Sometimes it's relevant. But there are sometimes those people who really want to tell you what they got on their SAT. And it's like, <gasps> bitch, I'm 32. How old are you? How old are you? I'm bored and I'm tired and I, yeah. we're long past that. I don't know. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's not a personality. Yeah. Figure out what you're doing today. Tell me what you did. Honestly, the furthest back I want to go is yesterday. I don't want to know about anything that happened in your life before yesterday. <laughs> before yesterday. I wonder if you can come up with like an irrelevant fact about yourself to share. Like next time somebody tells me, next time somebody tries to like humble brag about they played whatever fucking sport. When I was a junior, I was on varsity field hockey. I'm going to be like, when I was seven, I ate a penny. Right. <laughs> and I had to go to the ER. Also true. We also know yeah, that. Yeah, also true. true. Also equally relevant. Also true. Exactly. It impresses me equally. Actually, actually, I, I passed an entire piece of metal through my digestive system. That's more <laughs> impressive. More right, impressive. plenty of people. You played with a team on your field hockey team. team. I did that alone. I, I swallowed alone. that penny alone. <laughs> Just all I had was butt. my sister laughing in my face <laughs> and a doctor saying, "Can you swallow this orange juice for an hour?" <laughs> that was all I had. I didn't have a team. <laughs> I'm self-made. I am self-supported. <laughs> you think yeah. any kid could do that? I, yeah, yeah, I hate and I'm sure that people can give, I'm sure that people can come back at me and be like, you talk about your acapella group in high, in college or whatever. It's different though, because remember, we have to, first of all, we have to recenter, first of all, no, actually, first of all, you're wearing a little hat. Do you see this? 
This is driving me crazy. Hold on. Point to it again. I'm taking a screenshot. Once again, on this audio medium, audio medium, let me just inform everyone who's only listening that where I'm sitting in my living room, you can see there's a wood sconce plugged into the wall that is the exact color of my hair. And the way I'm sitting on it, it looks like I have a tiny hat on my head and it's just annoying the shit out of me. Do you but think, I can't get do you like her. your hair better with that? It's, honestly, I feel no, like, this is a lateral move to me. This tiny, this, tiny, this tiny monkey hat I'm moving is, like, I'm wearing is as, um, it suits me as well as the Brooklyn Bangs. But I want us to return to the definition of not a personality. The definition of not a personality is not talking about any of these things or doing any of these things, but expecting people, I think, usually to think you're more cute or more interesting mm-hmm. for it. Like... You can, you can, the fact that you played field hockey probably does sometimes belong in a story, but don't, don't expect me to catch you think, think, catch me thinking you're cute for it. Right. Yeah, you're right. That is what it is. Although I do think it's cute that I was in an acapella group. I was going to say, you do think you're cute. But it's not, it's actually not that I think I'm cute. It's that I know I'm cute. Like, I don't. (laughs) I actually don't need other people to think I'm cute on that one because I know know that that I am. And sometimes I just need to like say that out loud, but it doesn't really matter if you're there or if you give me any reaction. (laughs) Like it's fully for me. It's like the subtext that you're not saying but are implying, which I guess is the definition of subtext. You're saying, listen, story, story, story about acapella. I think I'm cute. You should just start saying it to people. I think okay. cute. And that's the other thing. I would be happy to say that at the end of any of those stories. And I think that's what differentiates it. If these people could be a little bit more, like, Honest. get a little ahead of it a little more. Yeah. And be like, I know, okay, whatever. I'm going to be one of those people that says that I played sports in high school, but I think I'm cool for it. I'd be like, you're dope. I love that you just said it that way. It's different. Because then they're self-aware. It's different. Yeah. I walked into a bookstore and looked at all those books and I was like, no take me to the game section and I went over to the game section (laughs) and I saw this game it's a card game but it's not like there's no way to win it's just like it's just an um conversation exercise if you want to look it up it's called super theoreticals by Chuck Klosterman here it is um 50 new questions for strange conversations and they really are just like kind of thought-provoking interesting questions of a situation and I've been playing them I'm like getting drunk and playing them with Justin and um played them a little bit with Abby cute uh our editor we had a date who's editing this playing with Abby anyway I'm just gonna pull now the deck randomly and you want to answer yeah I love these okay hypothetical person you're imagining a hypothetical person this person is a wizard they look to be about 21 years old but claim to have been alive since the 13th century. They look trustworthy, but you have no evidence that this wizard can be trusted. The situation. You encounter this wizard in a forest. I like you, the wizard says almost immediately. I want to make you three magical offers. The first offer is described like this. I want to give you something. There is a chance, however, that you won't like what I give you. You're skeptical that this person is actually magical, um, but you agree to the offer. The wizard gives you a satchel, and it's filled with solid gold coins. The second offer is described the same way. 
Still amazed by the previous gift, you nervously agree. And the wizard gives you a, co- a photograph of yourself. It's a photograph you've never seen before, taken from a time you can't remember. You are naked in the photograph. But as you stare at the image, you can't help but concede that you look great. It's one of the best pictures you've ever seen yourself. This is weird. The third offer is described like this. I want to give you one final item. However, I must warn you, you will almost certainly hate it. It's possible, I suppose, that you won't. You might love it. But I really don't think you'll be able to appreciate it. Do you accept this final offer? What do you think this gift will be? I feel like my immediate inclination, I'm going to try not to overthink it and just give you my like first reaction. My first reaction was like, I think I would say yes. I think I would accept the offer, the third offer. Ooh, okay. Because it's a situation where I have established like and trust with this wizard and they have established that they like me. They've already shown me two good things, which I know like will play on my mindset in a situation like this and be like, oh, I'm, I'm having a positive experience with this wizard that like I'm never going to encounter again probably. And like they've already proven some level of magic because like I haven't seen that photo before and whatever. Like I'm kind of bought in to where I'm at and having a generally positive experience with it. And then even though they tell me that I probably won't like this third thing, they also still say that it's possible that I could. And so that tells me oh, that it's not going to be like that's scary. the worst thing in the world. <laughs> you know, that, that tells me that it's not like a definite mm. negative for some reason. Mm. Like I'm such a person that will hold on to the glimmer of positive and oh, kind of be like, shit. well, I'm a person that can look at anything with a positive angle. And they kind of gave me an out and said that there I guess there is a chance that you could see it that way so I feel like for all those reasons knowing myself I would probably go for it it'll take a second for me to think about like what that thing could possibly be though um Mm, but that's my immediate reaction okay 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 how about you I think I would say no What's hard with these questions is it's actually like it's very different in theory to know what you would think what you would do versus, you know, reality. It's hard to actually know. But I think if someone said I, I'm almost certain you would hate it, I'd be like, that's plenty. I don't need to. So mm. thank you. Like, I believe you. I probably will hate it. I hate a lot of stuff. Like, probably not. <laughs> it's not, probably not going to be good. I don't I don't think I need it. I can't. I already can't handle just like neutral things. I can't. I'm not going to be able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I'm pretty good at like... I think for the most part, I'm pretty good at not exposing myself to things that will, like, trigger me. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of, I don't know, when you're, like, hung up on an – or when you've just gone through a breakup and you're, yeah. like, trying not to look at your ex's social media and people are, like, don't look at it. Like, it's just going to hurt. I'm, like, I don't worry. I don't look at it. Like, don't worry. I yeah. won't. Um, not a problem. Which I, I almost feel like that's kind of – an equivalent thing when you've just broken up with someone and you're like, I'm probably going to hate looking at their profile, but like, I might not. I might not. That's mm. always, I think, the idea that makes you look you're like, maybe I'll see something that'll make me feel better. And you never do. Um, but that and be like, easy, easy not to look. 
Yeah, that's an interesting comparison because I'm the same as you in that situation. I'm very good at being like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking look. I don't I I I think if there's a chance, if there's a chance it'll upset me, I'm Mm -hmm. like not worth it. I'm trying my hardest to stay stable. I've been thinking about this lately, though, a lot. And I don't think there's any specific reason that I started to think about it a lot. Just like an amalgamation of observing myself. Where I've been, I've been realizing recently that like a lot of what my life consists of is like avoiding sadness and upset and hurt and negativity at all costs. Oh. It's like, what can I do to make sure that I'm not going to be exposed to something negative that's going to like knock me down? Um, And that's. Also, obviously, to me, obviously impossible. There's so many things out of our control. Life is full of hardship and sadness and disappointment and um, unexpected hurt and pain and suffering. And yet, like, I move through the world day to day, like, trying my hardest to avoid it. Just Just day by day. If I can just take each day at a time and try to make that day positive and try to make the choices in that day that will set me up for like a better mood and a better outlook and a better mindset and whatever then I'm going to do those things and I don't know like I don't know what the right um approach is but I just have been becoming aware that like I spend a lot of energy I think trying to protect myself from the bad and if I know that it's going to come either way then like why am I trying so hard to avoid it and so I think that maybe plays into this question for me a little bit of like well if what they're going to show me is maybe something in the future that's going to happen in my life that's going to be really heartbreaking um I don't know it's like I like to kind of live every day and let it unfold and not know what's coming but there's also an element of like yeah, eventually, like, something, something's coming. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies every day. So, like, I might as well see what they have to show me if I have this, like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and then trust myself to, like, spin it in the way that I need to make it feel okay. I don't know. I'm talking myself kind of yeah. out of it now. But because I, I, I don't want to know what's happening in the future if that's what the well thing you're is, assuming they're showing don't. you something you're you're assuming they're showing you something in the future maybe um, it could be it could be like a box of worms right right you know and then but I'd be like okay doesn't I move the it. needle I hate it I don't like it yeah okay well that's pretty enlightened that's funny I was actually thinking about that literally last night falling asleep every night I fall asleep to a like a it's actually not a sleep meditation. You're supposed to be trying to be awake, but I just fall asleep to them on the Headspace app. Um, I really suggest the anxiety pack. I've probably done it like 40 times and it's like a 30 day pack. Um, I don't know how that math works out, but I really recommend the anxiety pack. It's very comforting to me. And I usually don't even listen to what the narrator is saying, (laughs) but I did hear what he said last night and it was just all about like, the goal is not to be trying to avoid anxiety or trying to cure anxiety or trying to like not fall into anxiety. 
the key is to like no anxiety happens you don't get to just eliminate that completely um it's going to happen to some degree for everyone and that it's not an enemy and that you can survive it and you can like occupy space in it and let it pass and um I don't know. I definitely heard that before. Like, of course, I on some level intellectually, I know that. But I had to, like, rehear it last night. Um, I think you're probably right. I think both, a bunch of us are just trying to run from pain, run from negativity. Which yeah. Which is so silly. Intellectually, I understand it's going to happen. Yeah. And the other thing I think I intellectually know, there's, like, three things that I know. One is that it's going to inevitably happen. Two is that it's going to hurt. And three is that I've handled hurt and pain before, somehow gotten to the other side, been able to experience joy again. And like that'll probably be the case again and again and again and again. So it's one of those things of like, I think just the feel, I know what the hurt feels like. Um, Maybe not every form of hurt. Like I haven't experienced every negative thing that could ever happen, obviously. But like I know what some of my lowest moments have felt like. And they sucked. But then I did get to the other side, obviously. And um, so I don't know. It's like avoiding that suckage. (laughs) Avoiding like that feeling of like actually being in the lowest moment. But then... At the same time, there's no avoiding it, and I know I'll get to the other side of it. So then it's like, why am I avoiding it? It's a blip. And when I look back at the lowest moments I've had so far, yeah. they're blips. I, I don't feel them anymore. Right, right. But I was like so feeling them then, and I don't want to feel them anytime soon if I can help I it, you know? Because <laughs> part of the feeling, part of the feeling is um, that it's forever. I think that's part of the feeling that comes with it is that, oh, this is forever. Yes. Oh, this is forever now. Um, even if you intellectually know it's not, or even if you've been through it a million times, I, I'm definitely better at remembering that in the dark moments. I'm way better at remembering it now, but I still have to each time remember it. I still have to each time be like, okay, I'm pretty sure that this one's forever though. Although I have felt that before. Right. And it hasn't ever been true before. So possibly it's not true this time. I don't you know. have to like actively persuade yourself again. Every <laughs> actively time. Yeah. convince yourself. Yeah. That's where I end up doing the thing where I like to like log my mood swings sometimes so that I can look back and be like, okay, last time I was in a really dark place, it only lasted like 48 hours or eight hours. I just have to like continue to be alive for 48 hours and then I'll probably end up feeling something different, even though I don't really believe it. But like according to my log, it sounds like that's what's going to happen. So that kind of helps me, but that's the feeling every time. It's like, this is forever. This is forever. Which is silly because I don't don't feel that with joy. When joy comes on and elation, I'm like, oh, this could end any minute. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. I want to keep it. Like, how do I keep it? Because I know it's going to end. It's like I'm so – I'm immediately consumed by the fact that it doesn't last. But just like neither of the things last. Right. Yeah, with joy, it's almost like I have realized that the lead up to joy, if I know it's coming – yeah, like a vacation or a like celebratory day or like a exciting date or whatever is always more fun than the actual being in it um, because the being in it means it's almost over. It's like Christmas Eve versus Christmas Day, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wonder if a part of that too is like 
It's the lead up to joy. It's the lead up to something that you like 90% are sure will be joyful, but you still can't guarantee that it'll be joyful because it's in the future. Something like really shit could happen that you didn't expect and ruin Christmas, you know, (laughs) Um, which is another reason that like the Eve is better because you can just you get to live in like you're not expecting anything from it. Right. You're like, it's going to be fun as opposed to being mm-hmm. in it and either being like, it's fun, but it's about to end or being like, it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. You know, what do you do? You feel like you're bracing for anything in particular right now in life that you feel like sharing? I feel like there's some things I've been avoiding with my family and my mom in particular that. I'm starting to feel like I no longer want to avoid and I want to like address with her. And that is both empowering and terrifying. And it's kind of like an ongoing situation, an ongoing um, thing that we're at odds on a lot in my life (laughs) and in my relationship with her. And so I kind of like have data from the past about how it may or may not go, how it likely will go based on like how I know she reacts to things and how I know she feels about certain things. And then what I know that that does to me and what I know it does to our relationship. And, you know, I can like be hopeful that it uh, could look different this time I can be hopeful that like I've grown in my ability to communicate certain things and to stand up for myself and um, that maybe she'll see that and respect it and like it will amount to something different but I also don't know if that's true so it's just like this looming kind of conversation or series of conversations that I want to have with her because I want to stop being in this like avoidant pattern um but I also don't want to have it with her because I'm kind of like comfortable in the path of least resistance right now so yeah I think that that's probably adding to my thinking about this stuff lately of like oh I'm constantly avoiding sadness I'm constantly avoiding pain um I do everything I can to just like go another day of not having to deal with certain pain um but it's it probably creates a different type of pain where yeah, I'm like I'm not approaching this thing that I a, a different part of me would feel very healed if I did approach with her to me what you described just highlights and especially thinking about the prompt I feel like it highlights your slash our assumption that you know what that interaction would bring. Yeah. Um, Which is not to say that it couldn't bring a lot of pain, but that a a lot of pain from that conversation is like the last or the only thing it would bring. Mm -hmm. Um, You just, I feel like it's from a distance, it's easier to see like, you just have no idea. You have no idea. Even sometimes, sometimes I do feel that in a fight where a fight comes up and it's like, you really just don't want to be having a fight, but maybe it came up for a reason. And I'm not saying just like have tons of fights, but like conflict and maybe a conflict comes up that you really wish you could wish away, but it, it, and it, it like breaks people's heart for a day or a month or maybe several years. 
and then it affords something else on the other end um you just like don't know yeah but that's really hard yeah that's what I do try to remind myself is like it may be hard in the short term it also I don't know I really don't know maybe it maybe I'll have a totally different reaction than what I think I think that's unlikely Mm -hmm. But fine, there's space for it. I I can allow myself to be surprised. And I think that's something I'm working on is like not going into it, expecting the outcome and like projecting that onto her and how I show up in speaking to her. And that's so hard. We've talked about it so many times in so many different ways, but it, it, it especially shows up with family. It especially shows up with my mom and me. So anyway, yeah, I, I want to go into it open I, I anticipate that like the moments after and the week after and whatever time period after will be a little bit hard. But you're right. There could be something on the other side of that hard <laughs> that is not as hard or that is good or that is growth. That's like what my whole fucking personality is built on, right? With peaking and stuff. Yeah. So I have to believe it sometimes. <laughs> I believe it when it comes it's to funny. other people or I believe it like two years in retrospect, but. It's hard when you're leading up to something. Totally. Yeah, just like thinking that you know how far the effects of something ripple. Um, I do really believe that like, I think I really believe this, like that no single event or action has only negative or only positive consequences. That like there is a mix of quote good and quote bad that come out of literally everything, literally everything, the most extreme thing um, that like both come at all times and maybe a lot more of one and a little less of the other. But right. um, the reality is it will probably be both. A mix. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's not just one outcome from things. Um, It's not that linear. So... I don't know, maybe this uh, wizard in the woods can show me how that conversation will go. And maybe that's what I'm oh. not going to like. But I could also look at it with a different lens. Does it say what it is? Yeah, on the back of the card it says what it is. It says it's a box of worms. You're joking. that You didn't just make that up? No, I made that up. It doesn't say anything on the card. But... <laughs> I have a complaint. Yeah, hell yeah. And I feel like it's so on brand for me to be complaining about something that Instagram Reels made me watch. Because <laughs> it's not me. I'm not voluntarily doing it. They're making me. They're sitting me down in my bed <laughs> for two hours a night before I go to sleep. And they're moving my finger and making me scroll. And it's not me. It's them. And you know claw clips that you like? Those big hair clips that people that I'm wearing one right now that are trendy and mm-hmm. help you keep your hair out of your face? I had one earlier today. I I go. Yeah. So there's been a lot of content online about how to use them, which like, yeah, I get, you know, they seem simple. They're not that simple. Men that no, listen I, to the pod. I, I have to watch those. I have to watch those. They are kind of tricky to get right. So like if you don't have, have long hair and saved. you don't wear these, um, you don't, they look easy breezy, but they're really challenging. But then, okay, so you have several saved. So I just saw one, and I think there's been more of them lately, that are like, you have to put your hair in ponytails before you put it in the clip. Oh, yeah. And I'm kind of like, doesn't that kind of 
eliminate the whole purpose of the clip then i'll just put my hair in a ponytail what we're having to no. pre pre yeah. put our hair up to then put them in the claw clip i can defend this one i think okay. i can i i relate the, this this that's the only way i can use a claw clip because my hair pre this terrible haircut was so long and so heavy no claw clip keeps it up no claw clip keeps it up and so the claw clip is no longer to be casual cool. It's just a look. It's an accessory that I literally right. could not use unless my hair, I think also because I have a big forehead, my hair like is not anchored on my head very well. <laughs> I don't understand so, what like, that has to do with the forehead. <laughs> I, it literally does. I swear to God. I've, I, the, for, my, the, 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 the. The surface area of my forehead is at, honestly, the root of most of the things that happen in my life, <laughs> such as the fact that if you try to put a ponytail or a claw clip at certain points in my head, it, like, sinks my whole head and it won't stay up. Okay. Because it's not anchored, Jess. It's not right. Anchored the anchor, the right. Front. It's not anchored on my, the front okay. of my face. Okay. It starts in the middle of my crown. And so I have to do a ponytail to anchor the claw clip and then the claw clip. You know that not all of your hair comes out of your hairline. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't tell me about my forehead. Like Don't all of fucking... Caroline's hair comes from it's one Don't like fucking... like unicorn. <laughs> That's where uh, the mane. anchor is. Ding dong. That's where the, the anchor, anchor is. Oh. The anchor's in the front. It's the anchor. It's, the it's anchor. like it's like it's like this. It's like this. It's like this. <laughs> it's like if you're imagine this. Imagine um the Lion King and the scene like. Okay, actually, that's not that helpful. Now imagine, I'm getting horny. I was going to say, imagine, <laughs> big cats, big cats. Imagine there's a big cliff, big cliff, like in The Lion King with Scar and everything. But um, um, but you're not falling off the cliff. You're lying flat on the top where Scar is looking down at Mufasa and Simba. You're on the top of the cliff. You're on the top. On the horizontal part of the land. Am I describing this? You're just on the land. You're just on the land. You're okay, I'm, the land. I'm standing here. On a cliff. You're just on the land. You're just on the land. But you're near the end of the cliff. And over the top of the cliff is a big, a big gust of wind that is blowing you. It's threatening to blow you back. Right. You want to stay near the edge of the cliff because because way on the other side, if you go back on the land, there's like a giant a pit of fire. So you want to stay near the edge of the cliff, but... You don't want to go, you don't want to, you don't want to drop off the cliff, but you also don't want to go back towards the fire. And the big gust of wind is coming up over the cliff and blowing you. And I'm saying, Jess, hold on, hold on to the ground so it doesn't blow you back to the fire. And, and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to latch my fingers over the end of the cliff right. so that the wind blows and I'm holding on and it's blowing me and I have something to hold on to. I have an anchor. Right. And then I say, no, 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 Jess, you can't, you can't latch on over the side of the cliff. You have to just fucking somehow <laughs> dig your fingers into the top of the ground. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to fold over the corner of the cliff. You have to just hold on to the top of the flat ground and hold yourself on. You'd be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I can't, I'm not, give me a claw clip. You'd be like, I can't, I'm being blown into the fire of hell. Does that make sense? It's an anchor. It's leverage. Yeah. <laughs> it's an yeah. anchor. <laughs> I need... I'm going to need one of our listeners who's a visual <laughs> artist to draw. You think that description wasn't visual art? Draw <laughs> something that brings together this Lion King cliff analogy with Caroline's hairline and like just create some art out of that and send it to me and I will replace what's hanging behind me 
with that please and thank you <laughs> on the wall the on framed the wall. art behind you yeah i've been wanting to change it I anyway I will hang it, hang it up in my home. Did the visual though, did I describe it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I do. I do very much understand what you're saying. I think it was a, a perfect I analogy. I have to say that I understood it before the analogy. Oh, okay. Okay. But. Why'd you let me do all that? Oh, because it was a nice performance and I like thinking about the Lion King. I was wondering what the fire is. What's the fire? The fire, like, the fire is that you're being trying. Is that something is trying to push you back that you don't and you don't want to go back? Okay. To the fire. The but fire like is on your you hair, know. what's the fire? The fire. Oh, <laughs> on my hair, the fire is my claw clip drooping too. Okay, low. okay, okay. And I'm okay. trying to get all the hair to stay near the top of my head instead of my the lower nape of my neck, which is the fire. Pit. Right. Okay, that's the fire. Okay, I get it. Okay, so so the the wind is gravity. Gravity <laughs> is trying to push all my hairs into the nape of my neck fire pit. And the claw clip is you hanging on to my oh, head. I'm the claw clip. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I thought it was your hair <laughs> coming out of your forehead yeah, the top of your forehead yeah you're yeah you're the hair yeah you're the hair no i think the hair is the ground the hair is the ground okay and you're the claw clip you are the claw clip so i didn't and get I'm it i'm saying <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know if i get it either i think this has been not for everyone thanks for tuning in you guys you can find us on instagram jay-z debakey instagram not for everyone, pod to the number four. You can find me on YouTube, Caroline Winkler. You know, you know what's good. And this episode was edited by Abby Newhouse, ABI Newhouse. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. I, that's, I, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's enough. Isn't that fucking enough? Isn't You're enough? enough. You're enough. You're enough. Maybe we'll talk about Barbie one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> This could be, maybe this will be a new segment. Whoa. Whoa, dog. We'll see if we stick to it. I know, we won't.